0: and he talked about New England and I'm not even a New England Patriots fan you know what I'm saying I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan and I'm like of all places Lord and you know what the Lord spoke to me listen this is what I see prophetically for New England just like Phil- some boys from Philadelphia conquered the New England Patriots I believe the Spirit of God is hovering like Pastor Miles was talking about in his moving and hovering in parting it himself Holy Spirit's imparting himself into the New England region and I believe the Spirit of God in you the Spirit of God in the church is going to see crazy victories and bounce backs and comebacks and guys are gonna overcome some things that have been haunting this land, this region for years. Do you understand that? I don't think God's just bringing revival I believe he is bringing reformation and a revolution to the state the states of New England and I really believe yes revival is amazing and yes God is bringing revival but I believe like we use that word revival a lot and I believe yeah God's gonna bring revival but when revival comes he it it comes with reformation comes with transformation and I just see the Spirit of God wanting to encourage you guys tonight that the Spirit that was, that was in Christ, that empowered Christ to overcome death, is the same Spirit that lives in the church. To overcome the things that the enemy is throwing at the church. It even says you're more than a conqueror. You're more than an overcomer. And, and so the same spirit that was in Christ, where Christ was empowered to overcome death, hell, and the grave, that spirit lives inside of you to overcome. And not, not just dodge, but literally confront and overcome things. There's things that I believe that, that New England is enriched with in its past. But I also believe there's, there's ugly things in the past That people in New England and even the church is trying to run from, but the Lord told me to tell you, you can't pursue your future by running from your past. Running from your past is not embracing your future. God wants you to overcome things of your past or the things of the past will constantly chase you forever and things that have haunted the church in New England things that was like downfalls for the church and stumbling blocks for the church it's not you're not supposed to dodge them you're supposed to overcome them you're not supposed to run from them you're not supposed to ignore them ignoring them is not dealing with them god wants you to confront those things and he'll empower you to overcome these things i didn't think the philadelphia eagles was going to beat brady and drunk didn't think we were gonna win but can I tell you something the underdogs came in and overcame a giant that day at the Super Bowl and I believe that speaks prophetically for New England though the spirit of God in the church David (laughs) the church is like David (laughs) And the spirit that was in David, that faith that David had in God, and that that power that was released when David had faith in God. Can I tell you something? David may have released the sling, but God released his power when he released the stone because of David's faith in God. And he overcame that giant. And I really believe that in the great states of New England, there is things, there's giants in the land. And God wants you to know you're not grasshoppers. You're not going to be crushed and destroyed. God wants to stir a confidence in you that stirs courage in you. To where you are confident, where you are courageous to where you move towards something rather than running away from it. Knowing that God's spirit is in you. And just like God released his power when David had faith in God and released the stone. Can I tell you something? When you have faith in God, that power is engaged in your circumstance. And there is no weapon formed against you that can then prosper. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, death, death, a weapon that was formed did not prosper. It looked like it, but on the third day, Jesus rose. And I feel like God wants me to speak to some of you tonight that are facing difficulty in life. It looks like the enemy is winning. It's Friday night, so to speak, and you are overwhelmed by a circumstance. But can I tell you something? Sunday is coming. And the same spirit that spoke to Christ, get up. Get up. the the stone away and, and brought Jesus out. It's the same spirit that's in you and even though it looks like things are conquering you, you are destined to conquer it. Don't run away from it in fear. If you run away from it in fear, you'll never know what it's like to hold the head of a giant that you confront. But God wants you to hold the head of a giant that you confront because God doesn't want you to run away from it and then try to pursue your future. Because that past will always haunt you until you confront it and deal with it. Does this make sense? And the same spirit that was in David, the same spirit that was in Christ, David confronted the the giant, but, but, but Jesus confronted death, hell, and the grave. And that same spirit that was in Christ, that was engaged in his circumstance, that empowered Christ, gave life to Christ, to where Christ overcame death, hell, and the grave is the same spirit that is in you to overcome whatever's afflicting you. God wants to reveal your inheritance so that you have a confidence when you're in the midst of conflict that this is my inheritance and I have a confidence in what is mine and I have a confidence that I'm going to overcome what's standing between me and my inheritance. Watch this, John, John the Baptist is in prison. How many of you remember this story? This is what I believe God wants to do tonight. He wants to bring encouragement, and He wants to stir confidence. Because God wants there to be courage in the body of Christ. This is one of the things that the Lord spoke to me today. And I really believe this was for you. God wants to stir a hope in you that stirs a faith in you. And that faith then stirs a confidence in you that leads to courageous moves. Not cowardless, not not coward ones. The enemy would love to speak to you and make you look like and feel like a coward, insignificant, powerless to his tactics and weapons, but God wants to speak to encourage you. That this weapon may come against you. It might look scary, but if God is for you, that thing that is against you must fall if you have faith in God. Because if you have faith in God, the Spirit of God is engaged and released on your behalf. And the power of God, like a stone, comes and hits in the center, bullseye, in the center of the head, and brings that giant down. Why do you think the enemy's after your faith? Because if he can get to your faith, then he can rob you of an experience. God wants to get to your faith, your perspective, so that you have the right perspective in the midst of conflict, where you have this overwhelming confidence in the midst of conflict that you're going to actually win this thing. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Part of Jesus' testimony is he rose from the dead. So, when you're in the midst of conflict, you should have this overwhelming confidence, this joyful expectation to overcome. Does this make sense? You should have this joyful expectation in the midst of conflict that you're going to overcome. Matt John is in prison. He's overwhelmed by something. Discouraged. Two things I believe God wants to do tonight is encourage you and stir up confidence in you. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, don't get weary in well-doing. David, I believe it's in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. He's discouraged, upset. And that's where we quote it. He encouraged himself in the Lord. He intentionally broke away, Pastor Miles, and he encouraged himself in the Lord in the midst of conflict. That strengthened him and gave him a hope to prevail. When it says he encouraged himself in the Lord, or he 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 strengthened himself in the Lord, that means he stirred himself, he stirred hope. He stirred faith that gave him an expectation in the midst of conflict that he was going to overcome, that he was going to prevail. God wants to encourage you and to give you a strength within you, a confidence within you. It looks like I'm going to be prevailed and overtaken by this thing. But no, when you're in the midst of that conflict in your mind, oh my gosh. The weapons are forming and they're definitely going to prosper. You need to get away with God and encourage yourself in the Lord. Remind yourself of what God has promised you. Remind yourself that all the promises of God are yes and amen. Remind yourself of your future. It will get you through your present circumstance. first couple of rows will get wet I'm sorry pastors but anyways they got wet there but anyways it's anointing oil bottle it it's, it's, it's anointing oil bottle it but anyways sell it on eBay but anyways I get 10% but anyways now but he encourages himself in the Lord strengthens himself gets wet and finds himself stirring up hope And rather than looking like the enemy was going to prevail, the circumstance was going to advance. And he was going to continue to be caught up in a crisis. He gets away and he encourages himself in the Lord. And he actually stirs up a hope in him that he's going to what? Prevail. I love David. You know, Romans chapter 12 verse 1, it says, Since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... David's one of those witnesses of the power and faithfulness of God. Encourage yourself by borrowing a testimony and start with Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. The people that trusted God and seen God show up and do phenomenal things. That's why the enemy's after your faith because a miracle in your life is a plague in his. So to try to just keep peace in his kingdom he tries to bring fear into yours but when that fear comes and discouragement comes what is it that you need to do to just be like David and take the initiative and encourage yourself in the Lord stop waiting for your circumstance to get better so that you can feel better about yourself and about your life What does it look like in the midst of the storm to give God praise? What does it look like in the midst of the storm to say, God, despite what this looks like and how I feel, I choose to trust you. And I am confident in this one thing that I am gonna overcome this thing that is not your promise. Because your promise is not just a promise of what I'll receive, it's a promise of what I'll become. And it's a promise that I'll overcome in the problem. David lived his life, man, I think, radically because there was times, like he confronted David, uh, David confronted Goliath. He encouraged himself in the Lord before he threw a stone that hit the giant in the head. I believe he pulled out memory stones, and that's why he said, the same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear is the same God that's going to deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. Philistine. There's another place where I believe David encouraged himself in the Lord, became confident in the midst of conflict, and believed that he would prevail. New England, the church will never conquer and be more than conquerors if we're afraid of challenge and continue to run away from it. The church will never be a victorious church that God is calling the church to be if we cradle in the midst of a storm. We cradle into the fetal position and not want to get out. But in the midst of chaos, honestly, like, what does it look like to just praise Him in the storm and encourage ourselves in Him? I didn't forget about John. John's in prison, and he needed a little of encouragement. He's in prison, was it three hots in a cot. It's ugly in there. <laughs> and he goes and says, listen, go send, he, he, for my disciples, he gets his disciples, two of them. Listen, you go and ask if Jesus is the Messiah, the promised one, or do we look for another? Remember that? He needed some encouragement. One of the things I believe God wants to do is encourage us in the midst of chaos, encourage us in the midst of conflict. And can I tell you something? One of the things that we do is, of course, pray and seek God's face. But there's so much more. Realize that Jesus' past is your future. Everything Jesus walked in is now your inheritance. Remind yourself of your inheritance. Remind yourself of what God has reconciled you to. Reconcile, like, like, recognize what he's reconciled you to when you said yes to Jesus. And we'll look at what he reconciled us to in just a moment. Because this will encourage you. When you start looking at your inheritance, it starts to encourage you, man. And if you don't see those things active up, active in your life yet, keep relentlessly pursuing it until it becomes a reality. The woman with the issue of blood knew that healing was hers, but she still had to press through the crowd. Sometimes you're going to have to press. Sometimes you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith to step into what God has for you. This woman knew she could be healed. But what if she would've sat in insecurity or sat discouraged because for 12 years she spent everything she had and couldn't get whole? What if she knew Jesus could heal but had doubt and unbelief that held her on the porch? She would've been a knowledgeable person but not a wise person. Do you know wisdom is actually a collection of stories that you collect and they come from your history with knowledge. It's one thing to know, but it's another thing to pursue what you know. And relentlessly, which means you don't give up, you don't stop, until that promise, that thing you know, takes over all of you to where you can say you truly became it. We get so satisfied, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, but we don't relentlessly pursue out of love God, first of all, and second of all, the things God's promised us. I think John was in a situation where he was like, the enemy was in, did God really say Jesus was it? Is he the Messiah, like look at him, he's advancing and this whole decrease so he can increase thing really sucks, doesn't it? And he was discouraged, man. Sends his two disciples. His two disciples run off, hook up with Jesus, ask him the question, and Jesus says, Listen, why don't you hang out with me for a little bit? And I'll tell you by not telling you. You just hang out. Sposure is the best teacher. You just hang out. John knows I am who I am. You know I am who I am, but now I want you to have an encounter and a story that marks you wise, because I don't want people to just know and not partake and make it personal. So Jesus could have gave them words and it would have not been personal. But he says, you hang out and let's make this personal. You go then tell John what you heard and what you seen. So the two witnesses come back. (laughs) The blind are like seeing. Like he is who he says he is. The lame was walking. Dude, there was this man with leprosy, and the leprosy just fell off of him. And John's in the prison doors. Yeah? Really? What were they doing? Those witnesses were encouraging John in the midst of John's conflict. Holy Spirit is so much. And I don't want to narrow him down to just this one word, but he is an amazing encourager. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, call unto me and I will show you great and marvelous things that you do not know. What does it look like in the midst of conflict to be like, God, help What does it look like to actually seek God in the midst of conflict? Not to settle the conflict, but just to know Him. Because watch, the enemy is actually just throwing that conflict for you to stop pursuing God. So don't give the devil what he wants. Just keep pursuing God and keep pressing in and keep having intimacy with God and falling on your face and saying, yes, God, I'm going to pray for this to change. But if anything, I just want to know you. Paul had a lot of conflict, but out of everything, he said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. And I believe he's saying, despite if I'm in chains or not, I'm still a free man because the one I know. What does it look like to be detached from the conflict because you're so overwhelmed by the one who loves you? Cause Can I tell you something? The Bible says resist the devil. You know what that means? Ignore him. Can I tell you something? The greatest thing the devil hates is you and ignore him. What does it look like just to seek God in the midst of conflict and Holy Spirit like those two witnesses come to you? Can I tell you something? Call unto me and I will show you great marvelous things that you do not know. There's so many Hebrew words in there, but one of those to support this scripture call unto me, it means to cry out to the Lord. But what does it look like in the midst of the conflict? Not to cry out because of the circumstance. What does it look like even in the midst of conflict to cry out for God? I just wanna know you God. David in Psalms, 1 Samuel 30, chapter 30, he wasn't asking for the problem, he encouraged himself. He just wanted God. Even in the midst of conflict. What does it look like to be like, God, yeah, I want this burden to be broken. But more importantly, just tell me, show me the reality of what you promised me. You Getting this? So you cry, call out to me and I will show you. That means to testify, to sing a song, or it means to bear witness. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter two, verse, First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine, I hasn't seen nor ear has heard nor did it enter into the heart of man what God has for those, who, what God has prepared for those who love him. What did Jesus say? I go to prepare a place for you. This is gonna get good. I go to prepare a place for you. Eyes haven't seen, nor ears heard, nor did it enter into the heart of man what God has for those who, or or what, what God has prepared for those who he loves. But, it says, but God has sent forth his spirit into you to bear witness of what he's hearing and what he's seeing, just like the two witnesses, John the Baptist. What he's hearing and seeing in the depths of God. And when you cry out to God to encourage yourself, Holy Spirit, amazing encourager, starts releasing to you the things that God has for you. Releasing to you the things that Jesus, like make, revealing, making you know, to encourage you. This is, your ex, this is your other side. You can endure this storm, just sleep in the boat, having confidence, being encouraged that you're going to reach land, and it's going to be really cool. Just rest in the Word. Trust God. And I'm going to give you some testimonies, the Holy Spirit says, of what I saw on my last adventure in the depths of God. And he comes to us, and he's in us, but he comes to our perspective and starts whispering to us what he heard. What he saw in the depths of God. Because God doesn't want to hide any secrets or mysteries from his kids. Amazing things await the seeker. Even in the midst of conflict, can we find ourselves seeking God? And when we seek God, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Well, how do you find? Holy Spirit starts revealing to the seeker the things of God. Just like, hey, you go tell, John, what you heard and what you seen. Yes, sir, that's, can you imagine the discussions they had? Like, which one should we tell them? (laughs) I can just see this interaction between God and his spirit. Spirit, my boy's not good right now. (laughs) And this is what I see God doing in the spirit tonight. I'm so off my notes, and I like it spent a lot of time on them too. I should know better. Yeah, blow away. Ryan's not good right now. And I feel like there's people in here, you're just in the midst of conflict and you're discouraged. Can I tell you something? Some people devalue themselves because of the conflict and they feel insecure. Well, if God loved me and I'm his favorite I want to be going through this. Yeah, I've been there. Woe is me. Eeyore's spirit comes right on me. Woe is me. Why is everyone just picking on me? But God does watch. I got to say this before I forget. The Spirit isn't revealing to you to make you knowledgeable. The Holy Spirit reveals things to you to stir faith in you, to have personal encounters with God so out of wisdom you can share your stories to others, your journey with God, who is knowledge but also wisdom. But man, there's times we get discouraged and Holy Spirit, we're crying out to God, help! And the Spirit of God is there. God, I need you. Are you sure? Because are you praying a prayer and wanting to hear what you want to hear? Or do you want me to share what you need to hear? God, just give me a word and rescue me. God says, okay, I want to rescue you because it's not my desire that any should perish. But I'm also going to give you a word of correction because I want to bring transformation. So that when another storm comes, you're not being overwhelmed by it. That's a different message, but watch. Help! And I just felt like I felt the cries of help tonight. And then this lady, man, I'm praying for you. <laughs> Such a cry, baby. <laughs> praying for you. We're going to pray again, too, and, but we're going to sing praises over that womb. Because what does it look like to actually thank God, having confidence that he's already done it? See, in the midst of conflict, we start getting a distorted a distorted view of who God is. Do you know whenever Jesus teaches his disciples to pray and he says, Hold, um, start out, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Isn't it crazy he starts out prayer with praise? But that word hallowed be thy name means to make a name holy. When you give God praise, even in the midst of conflict, Thanking him for what you believe is done and accomplished on the cross? Because he's, watch this. John is in the tomb, or in the tomb. John is in prison. Is he even the Messiah? Doubting God. What does it look I mean, when you're in conflict, come on, we're there. Encouragement isn't just making you feel good, it's stirring a confidence in you, it's bringing a strength in you, it's bringing a hope that you're gonna prevail. Because there is a God, and He's far greater than this storm that is being thrown at you. And the Holy Spirit doesn't want to encourage you just as a person. He wants to encourage you in the Lord. So where you have this faith in God's strength, that's going to cause you to prevail. Oh, but when you give God praise, You are actually lifting him up in your perspective, and guess what? That's where Holy Spirit renews and clears your perspective of God that became distorted because of the problem. Because it's, like God wants you to know your inheritance, and we'll talk a little bit about that real quick. but, But he wants you to know your inheritance that we haven't talked about yet, but he wants you to know it. And have confidence in it. Be encouraged in it. But how many of you know that the storms come to discourage your faith? Because he wants to stop the blessing from coming into your life that only comes. The blessing only comes to those who believe. The miracles, the manifestation of the inheritance comes into your life and circumstance through faith. These signs follow them that believe. This is how religion and denominations are formed, doctrines are formed that restrict people because of circumstance. And we find a doctrine to make ourselves feel better about why it didn't happen, rather than falling on our face and letting Holy Spirit encourage us and give us a confidence that it's still gonna happen. when you, in in that storm, you get a distorted view of yourself and God and the promise. But when you start, when you choose to give God praise, like, God, I just thank you. You're actually renewing your mind. And he's freshening and cleansing and restoring your mind to see God as holy. Fully committed to you. Hallowed be thy name. When you give God praise, you're making the name of holy, uh, the name of God holy in your mind again. It was distorted, you were having conflict in your brain of who God was, and Holy Spirit comes to wash your mind and renew your mind. So you don't conform to the world like everyone else and be like, where's God? Holy Spirit comes to cleanse the perspective, because wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Guess where the Spirit likes to land when you give God praise? Your mind, to unlock your mind and to have your mind overcome the distorted views that you have towards God. Holy Spirit comes to do the same to you. And when we cry cry out to God, when we cry out to God, the Spirit of God comes and says, boy Ryan, let me tell you what God is saying about you. Holy Spirit, or God, is like what you said about me even true? Like John said, man, God, is this like Jesus the Messiah? Do we look for another? He's asking an honest question. What's the enemy jump in your shoulder in the midst of conflict and say, did God really say, is God really going to come through for you? Does God really love you? And all this chatter. And it distorts the view of who God is. But when you give God praise, it silences the chatter. And it makes God's name holy in your mind again. So where you become encouraged and hopeful, that and, and, and you have faith in God's power to come through for you. But man, there's times where that chatter comes and Holy Spirit takes great delight in silencing that chatter. So I don't we talk to Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me the things of God. And when Holy Spirit comes, He reveals to you everything that He bore witness of firsthand and comes and gives it to you. He says, this is what God says about you this is what God's doing, and this is what God wants to do in you. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, like, how, how, do you, how do you know? And then he'll point you to scripture. If you have your Bibles, turn real quick with me to Colossians. Colossians. Colossians chapter one, verse 19 says this. Colossians 1:19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him, to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Verse 21, and you who were once alienated in enemies in your mind. Do you see that alienated in your mind? What's the enemy do in the midst of conflict? Try to alienate And make yourself an enemy of God in your own mind. But Holy Spirit comes to renew your perspective and show you that you're a friend. I wonder how much we count ourselves out of because of the way we think. But verse 22, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above above reproach in his sight. Then if you go to uh, Colossians chapter two, same book, chapter uh, chapter two, verse nine, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, meaning Christ. What did Jesus pray in John chapter 17, verse one? Father, let they be one as we are one, but let us be one with them. So if the fullness of God is in Christ, and Christ is in you, and we just read he reconciled us back to the Father. Those things are ours. What's those things? Everything that we see in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, "Watch, watch." I'm almost done. I'm not going to be much longer. But watch. Uh, what Holy Spirit wants to do is reconcile your mind back to your position, renew and reconcile your mind back to where God has placed you spiritually and bodily through covenant. God's reconciled us back to himself, but guess what is incomplete? Our mind, and we're alienated because of our thoughts. So Holy Spirit comes not just to encourage you, but to redeem your thoughts so that you see yourself one with Christ And all the fullness of Christ lives in, I mean, all the fullness of God lives in Christ, so now Christ is in you. That's why it's Christ in you that produces hope for glory. So Holy Spirit doesn't just want to give you encouragement. Holy Spirit wants to educate your mind where God placed you as a son. Because Holy Spirit wants to produce confidence in your inheritance when you're in midst of the conflict. The enemy would love for you to give up in the midst of the storm and inherit defeat. But God's promises point to your inheritance. God's promises points to your victory. Don't give up, keep pressing in is what I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying. And when you get discouraged, let Holy Spirit encourage you. Encourage yourself in the Lord make God's name holy in your mind again. Because our mind can get in the way so much. It just said we alienate ourselves in our mind. We become enemies of God in our own mind. And then when we're in the midst of a conflict, instead of having confidence that we're God's friend, we are starting to become insecure in the midst of conflict and thinking we're his enemy. Does this make sense? So Holy Spirit wants to come and renew your mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Spirit of God does that. To transform your thoughts. That's why I said earlier, remember? God will rescue you because he doesn't want to see anyone perish. But then he wants to educate you, not just inspire you by rescuing you. He wants to educate you. Why? Because he wants to transform your perspective so that when another storm comes, you look at the storm differently. And instead of cowarding and saying, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Don't you care? We perish. We remind ourselves of the testimony of Jesus like John. And we encourage ourselves and say, you know what? I am who he says I am, and I can do what he says I can do. Your inheritance is found in Christ. God put on display the things that God wants to have in your life and put in your life on display through Christ. Galatians 4 says you're joint heirs with Christ. So Christ says, you see me do this. I rebuke the winds and the waves. I'm empowering you as a son to go and rebuke the winds and the waves. The inheritance that I have that's given me authority, permission to rebuke the winds and the waves. I'm teaching you something. I'm not just going to inspire you. I'm not going to just rescue you. I'm going to transform the way you think about you and me. So that when you're finding yourself in another discouragement, you are encouraging yourself of what I've done. But you're also encouraging yourself that you too can do it. Because when you're in the midst of the storm, you've got to encourage yourself of what Christ did. Encourage yourself in the testimony of Jesus, because when you, sometimes you've got to testify Christ's testimony to your soul, through praise. To where you have a positive outlook on your future by encouraging yourself in Christ's past. Knowing Christ's past is your future. And what did Christ do in his past? Defeat the devil, plain and simple. So you need to encourage yourself in the testimony of Jesus, you need to encourage yourself in Jesus's past that I am gonna overcome the devil, that I'm gonna kick his butt, that I am gonna be an overcomer just like Jesus. And that's what Holy Spirit wants to teach you. Holy Spirit just doesn't want you to run from the storm and, over, and, and, and run from it and, get, ah, you, you paved the way of escape, I'm out. No, Holy Spirit's like, what can we learn from this? Because great, we want to call on grace to rescue us, but we don't want to call on grace to transform us. We're alienated from the things of God, but we call for God's help in times of trouble hoping he'll help us. And he does. Not just to prove to you that he'll rescue you again, but also to reveal to you your inheritance that you can take authority over the situation empowered by him the next time and not freak out so much. Does that make sense? God, like Christ was revealing through actions what the disciples were commissioned to do. Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you the life of Christ and what you've obtained in covenant. What you obtained in covenant was found in Christ. So Christ is going to be revealed when Holy Spirit comes to encourage you. Not just to make you feel good, but for you to have faith that all things will work together for your good. Hello? The Holy Spirit doesn't come to give you an, an entertaining word, like, isn't that fun? Oh, that made me feel so good. I Facebooked it, Instagramed it, and I'm gonna preach it. No, 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 no. He spoke it to transform the way you think about him, but the way you think about you, so that when you're in the midst of the storm, you're ignoring the devil because you're so overwhelmed and confident of what God's gonna do. Remember how I quoted in Romans, or Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1? where it says, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, part A, dot, dot, dot. Do you know there's two things, a couple things real quick that I marveled over, the, like, like these witnesses. I marveled over them, just I, several, but three things I just wanna bring up. One, their relentless love for God, that fueled a relentless pursuit. I'm pursuing these things And when I find myself in conflict, and that conflict is standing between me and my promise, I'm not going to break down, no, 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 no. Because watch, God will speak the promise before you get in the boat, so that when conflict comes, you have something to be excited about. The joy set before Jesus, he endured the cross. Jesus is that joy set before you. But Holy Spirit will set words in front of you to encourage you in the midst of the storm. Holy Spirit will give you promises so that you can endure the storm and ignore the enemy because you're just having faith and praying and in hot pursuit of what God's promised you. And if things stand in the way, you're saying, God, there's nothing that I won't break down, cast out, remove by faith so I can get to you. There's nothing I won't remove to get to where you are and to get to where you want me to be. The boat Where Peter was to where Jesus was. Can I tell you something? Peter said, you know what, there's nothing that's gonna hold me back from going after you. And he jumps out of the boat and starts walking on water until he looks at the storm. We should walk by faith, not by sight. But the thing that really, really made me marvel was their confidence in the midst of conflict. Their confidence in the midst of conflict. In the midst of conflict, Holy Spirit wants to encourage you by reminding you of the promises of God for your life, but also wants to renew to you what you have inherited because you gave your life to Christ. Well, what in the world did I get in Christ, Christ? Why is it Christ in you, the hope of glory? Glory is all of God. All of God is in Christ and Christ is in all of you. Holy Spirit wants to encourage you but wants to reveal to you what's in you to stir a faith and give you a hope for glory so that in the midst of conflict you have this overwhelming confidence. What did God tell Joshua? Be strong and courageous. For The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. confidence that God is with you, that his promises are for you, and they're waiting for you on the other side. Have confidence in God. John lost confidence in Jesus because of his circumstance. How many of us sometimes have lost sight of Jesus and lost some type of confidence in Jesus? But you can see throughout these cloud of witnesses, their relentless love, their relentless pursuit, that was fueled by relentless love but I love this because you see them have this radical confidence in God in the midst of conflict David knew what he was called to and I'm ending if I can get a piano player sorry don't mean to be demanding if that's okay with the pastor <laughs> okay <laughs> give me a piano player now stat get up there now <laughs> that's not what I'm saying I did not mean to sound like that but anyways David knew he was called to be king and he was in the midst of conflict multiple times. But he had his hope tethered to what he was called to and what his inheritance was. Can I tell you something? God wants to give you a promise that's the joy set before you so that you have joy in the midst of conflict. What's the Bible say? Count it all a joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why? Because you shouldn't be caught up in the temptation. You should be so overwhelmed by what God has promised you. And that's why the spirit, oh, this is good. That's why the spirit of God comes to encourage you. Not just to give you a good feeling, but to say, this is who you are. You're loved by God, Ryan. That's what I discovered in the midst of the depths of God's heart. You, I found you. He loves you. But it doesn't look like it. And does he really have this thing for me? And is this really going to happen what He promised. Holy Spirit comes to encourage you by reminding you of your inheritance so that you can look to that thing and have joy. You were the joy set before Jesus, the testimony of Jesus. Who Jesus is and the spirit that was in Jesus is the joy that should be set before you to where it's easy to endure with joy what you're facing. Knowing that what you're facing is temporary because God did not form it. God's promises are stubborn. They're eternal. They can't. They have no match. Watch. Problems have no match against the promises of God. They don't have enough endurance. And God is looking for those who just have faith in it and believe in it in the midst of conflict. I am confident of this one thing that what God has started, he's gonna finish. Well, how does he start it? By speaking it to you, how does he finish it? Manifesting it in your life where you can see it with your eyes. Where is our relentless pursuit, God? I'm not going to relent until I see you do this thing. Why are we easily getting discouraged and giving up on our promise? Well, there's conflict, and I know conflict's not fun. David, did our Joshua didn't tell you just be strong and courageous? The Holy Spirit sometimes has to remind us. Hey, didn't God tell you to be strong and courageous because He's with you? but this is really really hard right now I know but I'm encouraging you to give you confidence in your inheritance and to give you confidence in the God who's given you that inheritance and I'm I'm coming to give you confidence to give you faith Ryan in Christ like the two witnesses came to bring confidence and encouragement to John Holy Spirit tonight I believe wants to bring encouragement and, and confidence from that encouragement Confidence in God, confidence in Jesus, and confidence that He is who He says He is, and He's going to do what He's told you He's going to do. Well, I'm in the midst of conflict, and that promise is so far from me; it's delayed. Stop thinking it's denied. I was delayed in coming here, but I wasn't denied because <laughs> we got free from the road jam. God wants to encourage you and give you confidence so that like the ones we admire, the cloud of witnesses, we can too in the midst of conflict. Trust God. Be faithful to him, but see him be faithful to us. That's what wrestling, that's what fighting the good fight, fight of faith is. God's promised it and everything's coming against you and you're like, no, no, I know this is what God's promised me. I'm confident of it confident and you look throughout all the Old Testament the enemy that came against them constantly and like the word of the Lord came and encouraged them look at King Jehoshaphat in 2nd Chronicles 20 all this chaos is coming and that word of the Lord came and encouraged him and gave him confidence so much confidence that he stood up on the mountain knowing the promise of God and that promise was the joy that caused him to be able to praise his way through with endurance the enemy approaching and he saw God do just what he said and they inherited stuff after that battle can I tell you something victory is your inheritance have confidence in victory when you're in the midst of a battle and know that God is who he says he is and he's going to do what he told you he's going to do. And if you find yourself in a place of discouragement, questioning God because of the chatter, God wants to silence the chatter tonight and give you encouragement. But not only that, he wants to come and he wants to bring peace because God says, I want my people to be a victorious church. I want my people to overcome giants and not run away from them in fear because I want them to know what it's like to hold the head of a giant. I want them to know what it looks like to hold the trophy, not the towel that says I quit. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us and let us run the race that is set before us. What's it say looking unto Jesus? Jesus' past is your future. Uh, Holy Spirit wants to come and encourage tonight and he wants to bring confidence because I feel like there's some of you that's in conflict. So if you could all stand with me real quick. Holy Spirit. and foremost if you got something out of this word can you just give God a crap offering in this house tonight I'm not that's not an applause for me that's an applause for Jesus because I had no clue what I was going to say I did but I didn't because I thought I had a clue and God's like no that's not what I want you to share wants to encourage you through Holy Spirit tonight saying this is who you are, this is who he is, and this is who Christ is. And he wants to encourage you and give you confidence in your inheritance by revealing to you your inheritance. What is your inheritance? Everything that Christ reconciled you back to. The Bible says Jesus is out to seek and save that which is lost. Not you. But to bring back and reconcile you back to what Adam and Eve lost when they sinned that's your inheritance relationship the presence of God the garden that is full of the riches of God what's the garden heaven (laughs) so that you can steward the things of heaven here on this earth and God wants you to be confident in the midst of conflict what you're gonna inherit which is victory if you press through and fight the fight of faith and come out on the other side God wants to encourage you that it's going to happen the way he said it was going to happen. Is this you or do we look for another? No, 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 no. Don't look to anything else to give you any joy. God says this thing is going to happen for you. Because he is who he says he is.